Hello and welcome to the podcast that explores the heartlands entertainment industries. I'm Brian. I'm Allie. <laughs> I'm Nicholas. We rehearsed that. No, we didn't. <laughs> yeah, and it was flawless. So today, uh, for the listeners, we're at Red Dirt Film Festival in beautiful Stillwater, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. Live audience. The room Live is audiences. electric. <laughs> we have a thousand people in this conference room. You can't, you can't see it, listeners, but there's literally like... A thousand and five hundred and two. There, there's about eight people who are really loud. Everyone else is super quiet. Yeah, That's right. But they're here. Yeah, yeah. But and they're everybody here. passed inspection. None of us have coronavirus. We're all perfectly healthy, unless someone <laughs> coughs and then <laughs> sees them. Do we have like a protocol in case someone does cough that we like just like throw take something. them out or oh, yeah. do we throw some? Throw <laughs> yeah. some so I get yeah. better. Just, uh, yeah, That's a better I, idea. It looked like a large dart that you just <laughs> threw. <laughs> We Where just, does lawn darts come from? Yeah, we take them out them with back. a dart. Just a big Nerf gun. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, so, let's see. Okay, now, uh, we have some filmmakers here. In case, who has not uh, ever even heard of Okishosha before? Everyone here has heard your huge fans? Wow, they're all oh wearing t-shirts. Oh my God, they're just nodding their heads so I vigorously. Now I see everyone's wearing <laughs> Okishosha t-shirts yeah. and hats. Oh, we didn't have the house lights up. Yeah. That was Oh, uh, okay, yeah, man. I like the tattoo on the front row. These are the politest. Yeah. You have Allie's face tattooed wow. on your chest. These are the politest super fans. <laughs> <It is> she, <laughs> two tattoos of Allie's face. Wow. And she's only been on, this is her third episode. Yeah. So maybe next time there'll be a third tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> every, every, that's how we track how many episodes right, you're right, on, is yeah. the amount of tattoos on this one fellow. <laughs> he just gets a notch every time. <laughs> <laughs> Starts looking like the Russian mob, but it's like Allie's face. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you. What if you somebody all... tattooed your face on their face? I, that is like the highest form of. Flattery would it be? Would it be the whole face, or would it be like a slightly smaller? Would it be like the, her face on a cheek, or would it be like their face is like outlining her whole face? Or it, as I'm I, saying this, I'm I, touching my I face, which you shouldn't be doing. In my brain is like Ali's face, mm-hmm. like tattooed. Perfectly the same size, but slightly askew. So it's like my face. Oh, like it's like Picasso. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, like like there's there's a weird offset, so that if somebody is super high and you (laughs) and you look at this person while being super high, you just freak out. Or like if you squint, kind of looks like her. (laughs) Yeah. Like you can kind of get it. It's like it's like seeing Allie in a dream. It's like it was her, but her face was like off. But it was fine. And my dad was there. I think. That's all my dreams. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, they mostly are. I told you most of my dreams are falling in uh, elevators. I have a soft, that's true soft phobia of elevators just plummeting. Uh, you know, I understand like the claustrophobia, but like the falling whilst in a small box. I'm fine being in a small box, man. It's it's cool. It's, it's only if there's motion, there. vertical motion happening. Yep, it did. The Tower of Terror messed me up. Oh. Went on went on it too young. And then now, now I'm just like, I'm just going to get on an elevator and it's going to go, whoa, and then go back up and then go back down and I'm going to be terrified. And then someone's going to be like, here was your picture on there. <laughs> you can have it for $15. Is that, I've never actually been to the Tower of Terror. Is that what happens? They just, you, you're in an elevator so. and they just let you drop. I think, yes. yeah, I went when I was yeah. young and I remember it was a bunch. It was like up, down and it was like a gradual stop. But then I think I went again, and I'm looking out in the audience for confirmation, maybe. Uh, and then it was like just one drop, maybe two. And I was terrified, but at the same time, I was like, ah, ah, this is a ripoff. Ah! Yeah. 
No, I I wrote that one. Like, it's my favorite one, and I've wrote it like 15 times in a row. So you're the so expert good. on oh, this. Yeah. I should Goes shut up. Three up. times. Three times. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Three I have times. never Excellent. been to the Tower of I've never been to, what is, is it, Disney World? Disney World. Disney World. Disney World. See, my parents didn't love me. No, they no. didn't. No. Mm-hmm. That we, was our place. We, we went, went to, to Universal Studios, but I never got to go to Disney World. You went to oh. Diet Disney? Diet yeah. Disney, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was back when they had like the uh, the uh, the original King Kong ride, where you're like in a bus, and all of a sudden King Kong busts through there, and like water comes splashing in. You remember that? Anybody? No, no. Everyone was too busy going to the Tower of Terror. Yeah, that was the fun stuff. Was. Ripped off by King Kong. I will say at Universal they had the greatest worst ride I've ever had. Has anyone been on the Twister ride yes. at Universal Studios? Yes. The greatest yes. worst ride. Oh, it's like it's, the room, but a, a it theme is. park ride. It's hor- It's horrific. It's, like you stand. Yeah in this long line and you watch like three different videos of this hungover Bill Paxton explaining <laughs> tornadoes. The tornadoes are the most devastating thing in the... Na- oh, God. How much am I getting paid for this? <laughs> and he does that and then you go and you stand on a stage and they do like the little mini show. Like there's a plastic cow that goes through the air and, it lo- and they blow a fan at you and then at the end of the show they like shake the stage so that you go, whoa! And then there's like a splash of water and you're done. <laughs> and that's the that ride. That sounds like some kind of weird alchemy happening. Like, it, we're going to shake you and then splash That's you. really what it was. Tornado. It was truly that of just like, <laughs> get out. Now get out. We got more people to entertain. So it was just one of those where my dad and I went on it and it became like our new fascination of like, that was the crappiest ride. Well, I've especially if you're seen. from Oklahoma and you go to Twister the Ride, where yeah. as you probably just lived the real deal. You're yeah, like, I could. I could. Bull crap. I could just go, go outside. A complete ripoff. My experience is totally different. Where's my house? Where's my livelihood being ripped away? <laughs> my my livelihood. Is, do we have a uh, do we have an evacuation plan in here? By the way, we need a corona plan and a tornado plan. I don't know. Back to back. Back to back. And if someone coughing gets caught up in a tornado, we're all screwed because yeah. that's a corona tornado. I feel like corona. the corona be the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then just add some sharks into the mix. Actually, add some tigers into the mix because that actually happened. That did Tigernado with coronavirus. There's no escape. Hello, Sci-Fi Channel. That's right. Someone write it right now. We're at a film festival. We got the people for it. (laughs) Speaking of which, okay, so we have several filmmakers. Does everyone have a film in the festival right now? I know Ben Richardson here. You've got like a thousand (laughs) <laughs> from what I hear. So come on, come on to the couch. Oh, as, my, da, as I go da, through puberty da, for the first da, time. Da, 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 da. So, Thank you. all right, so Mr. Ben Richardson, uh, tell us what, what are the names of the movies that you have in the, fe- in the <laughs> film festival? I'm um, spitting my words out, literally. Pressure, pressure. Um, I've had... Oh, I love the movie Pressure. It's a good movie. <laughs> Under pressure. No, uh, I had Assisted Living, which was produced by David Journey, and I had What People Are, which was directed by Jordan Wilson. I had Pettis, directed by Eric Kurtz. Uh, the Fisherman, directed, co-directed by me, and then Lord Finn, directed by Al Mertens. Uh, and Lord Finn's wow. a feature. Are there, the rest of those shorts or are they? The rest of those are shorts. Uh, Lord Finn's a feature, and then I produced in Sickness and in Health, which uh, Brian Horton wrote and nice. Chris Macintosh um, directed. Yeah. Okay, so I want to talk about Lord Finn because features are uh, a monumental thing. Shorts are hard to do. 
We Shorts know, are hard to do. We're, and hard we're to pull very off. very well aware, yes. And I've also been told they're hard to pull, hard to Which pull is, off on my phone. Shorts are so difficult that it makes me terrified to ever like actually make a feature. So let's talk about Lord Finn for just a second. Um, first of all, what's the movie about? Um, so the... the <laughs> You put me on the spot. I wasn't ready for the trick It's question. about a lord. I thought that's what the microphone was cue for. We're putting you on the spot. <laughs> I am so unexpected. Well, I do have a jazz flute. Um, no, Lord Finn is about uh, three different storylines. What it is about is um, there's a young man who suffers from disassociative identity disorder, and he is native, half native and half Irish, and he's kind of finding his place in society, he doesn't quite fit into Native American culture. He doesn't quite fit out of Native American culture. So he's trying to find his place in there while suffering from his mental illness. Um, and so what it does is it follows his storyline and then weaves in between that storyline an uh, inmate at an all-female prison and a, a hapless car thief and a hooker in a hotel room. And... Um, Al Mertens masterfully crafts the script so that they all, by the end, form into one storyline. Ooh, okay. Excellent. Yeah. yeah so some what was the some inspiration golf between the, the multiple storylines merging together? What does that remind me of? That's very Nolan-esque. I get, yeah. We'll just pass the mic around. You know, we have such a... For the listeners, you can't see, but the, the audience space... And what we're going to call the stage space is basically on top of each other. They've they've stormed the we stage. We have merged. Storming. <laughs> yeah. It's very Storming. violent here. Which I so, like it. I'm okay with it. So upon hearing that, that sounded kind of very, like a very personal kind of story or film. Is that the case or is this some just... Yeah, yeah. Very personal. Yeah. Al, as the writer and director, I, I, it is personal. You know, all of it. And all the characters are, are the writer, you mm-hmm. know, in some form. And uh, yeah, yeah, the three different storylines or paths not taken. Mm-hmm. Some of them, very thankfully, right. paths no. not <laughs> taken. So yeah. yeah so absolutely. what was? Where did the inspiration bef- behind the disassociative disorder? Like, where did all that come from? Um, you know, it's it's always interesting to me. People who suffer from mental illness, it's it's heartbreaking in many cases, but it's also fascinating to me that someone's, you know, we're all, we're all kind of judged on our behavior, you know, and they're, they're, you know, superficial things that people look at us and say, you know, form judgments, but our behavior, in my opinion, more than anything, well, a lot of people in that situation have a certain behavior that is very, uh, to put it nicely, in some cases, off-putting, mm. you know, but that's like them doing the best they can. Right. And so, you know, their inner struggle to not behave that way is something that there seems to be just an awful lot of, uh, you know, an awful lot of drama there, yeah. I guess, or, or interesting storyline to that. So, you know, what, what's inside this person and how are they, you know, how are they trying to exist with this? You know? Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. How did yeah. the, uh, how was the shoot? How was it? How was everything how many, Yeah, how many days, first of all? Uh, the shoot was a total of 13 days okay. in sunny Oklahoma City. Nice. And uh, how was the craft service? Craft service was excellent. Excellent. Yes, it Good was excellent. Uh, we put on weight during the shoot. Oh, that's it was it was that good. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, how you know you <laughs> made it. That is hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> we we tried our best. That's awesome. Yeah, but thirteen days in Oklahoma City, very awesome. very friendly place to shoot a movie. Excellent. And Ben, uh, remind me, you know, your character. We're gonna have to do a little mic swap. I can, which I can. 
Yeah. There we go. We're all just going to trade mics. Here you go. For the Alex. listeners, what you didn't see was a perfectly flawless segue. <laughs> this is all perfectly flawless. Yeah. So, Ben, what was... Now, your character was Lord Finn. Is that right? Correct. The title character. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, let's walk us through that process of playing a character that is mentally going through some things, to say it lightly. <laughs> what was that like? Um, challenging. Um, but honestly, it was. I was thankful. As an actor, obviously, I love a challenge. I love a character that you can dive into and fully immerse yourself in. Um, and that's one of the things that the, I've been thankful for with the spectrum of films that I've been in this year is that they're all different. But specifically with Lord Finn, um, diving into a character that is suffering from a mental illness like disassociative identity disorder, I wanted to be authentic to the people that suffer from that disease. So I actually read a couple of books on the matter and researched a ton of videos and talked to several uh, health professionals so that I could be the most accurate that I could be. So it really took me to a place mentally that I think a lot of people are afraid to go and that I think that we don't want to go. Yeah. I was going to ask, like, how, how do you feel like, you know, because in today's society, we like to, uh, feels like audiences like to micromanage the way that certain characters are depicted. And they like to find the, um, there's no constructive criticism sometimes. They're just like, ah, that was terrible and you're terrible. Ah, you're attacking people. I feel like, Brian, you've had a lot of bad fan interactions. I hate the internet. <laughs> I hate it. Which is really dumb considering this yeah. and what we're doing here. It's completely internet based. Part of the machine. But like how do you how do you uh I guess how do you wrap your mind around that? Because like I recently worked on a project where somebody was playing uh, a character on the spectrum and I don't feel like they handled it very well. They were so I'm always curious like how do you tackle something like that? Respectfully. How do you Tom Hanks it, is what I'm trying to say. Um, you know, I, I think it starts with a, a form of respect. For me, when I, you know, approach any role, it has to come from a place of respect for whoever I am playing, whether it is, um, you know, a morally gray or dark character, like I played in What People Are, or a geek, like I played in Assisted Living, or a, a possibly fictional character, um, like I played in Iapetus you have to start from whatever that foundation is. And for me, for playing somebody with disassociative identity disorder, it was going, somebody lives with this. Mm-hmm. I get to step out of this when I'm done with this role and I get to go, oh wow, like I get to be Ben Richardson again. Yeah. But for these people that suffer from this disease, they live with this 100% of the time, 24 seven. And so it comes from, I need to do this justice and I need to be consistent and the most authentic I can be so that I can help other people hopefully see a little window into how these people's lives are every single moment of every single day. Yeah, that's really cool. So on a scale from one to Day Lewis, how far did you go, do you think? Um, I try to never go Day Lewis. <laughs> I think that's healthy. I think that's yeah, healthy. probably good. You know, when he's like, oh, I've got to be lifted up on a wheelchair because I, you know, I'm like, no, dude, you got you see your legs. Like, yeah. don't, don't do like that. Like Ben, Ben just cut up his ID. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he really thinks he's Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> he did. He did. Uh, um, well, yeah. When you walking around asking people to call him Mr. President. I want it. I, you know what? I'm just going to do that one day. I was going to say no one likes like, it. No, no, no. You don't understand. 
I'm method acting. <laughs> I think an eight. Yeah, probably an eight is about the, the furthest I can allow myself to go. I, did, I, gained, I gained 15 pounds for the role, and then he said, don't cut your hair, don't shave. So I had this terrible 90s, like, unkept beard. It's not nice. like now where, you know, every, like, beard is fashionable. It was like, oh, that man needs to stay away from me. Yeah. And, uh, and then my hair, I, I asked him, I said, can I cut my hair? And he goes, no. <laughs> no, you may not. And I was like, damn it. I don't know if I can say that, but... Was, it. Was, that a, was that a bit of a power trip to d- be able to morph his appearance like that? No. <laughs> very, sure. very respectful answer. Sure. Very respectful answer. Uh, um, I want to talk a little more on the technical side for the, the filmmaker listeners that you know, are curious. You know, we, we like to kind of dive into the details of what it's like to make things like feature films. And you know, this, is a, this is a pretty interesting drama. So first of all, like whenever you... Uh, got the funding for all this to make this movie. Can you kind of um, walk me through the the mindset? Like, do you guys have distribution planned out, or do you? Have, what's the post production and distribution plan for it that you guys, if you have it, and if you don't, it's totally fine. Yeah, uh, so much of it's been kind of wait and see on it. We've got a couple of uh, uh, we've got to choose between a couple of them at this point. Uh, but we're still in the festival run, so yeah. we can maybe want to kind of do that kind of when that's drawing to a close. But, you know, the thing is, art versus commerce, you have to decide what are you doing this for? Yeah. You know, um, and unfortunately, a lot of times those two are kind of at odds. So, right. yeah, distribution is, you know, going to be fantastic. But, you know, that's not the driving force of it. You know, when it's all said and done, uh, how can, you know, as Ben said, how can you be as true to the character and the characters and as authentic and respectful in the portrayals. And for some reason that's exciting. I don't really understand why that is, but it is. Yeah. So first and foremost on that. That's really know. cool. Well, yeah. Cause like we, we've kind of, we're always kind of discussing through these podcasts and stuff of like, there's so many different routes nowadays that distribution has kind of taken of like, you can go the festival route you can make it specifically for a sales agent. You can drop it on YouTube and pray to God that it goes viral. You know, something like that. You can put it in a gift card and give it to a friend. That's right. You can hunt down, you know, Tom Hanks and be like, I made something great. It's two Hanks references. You're going to go for the trifecta later? Uh, you know what? Okay. Time we'll will see. tell. We'll see. Time will tell. But, uh, yeah, so, it's, I, like, the festival run is, is uh, an interesting... Um, it's, it's old school, and I'm trying to think of where to go, where I'm going with this, but I'm, I'm always fascinated by the festival run uh, process versus like the YouTube run or versus like taking it out to the American film market, you know, out in LA and that kind of thing. Because those, those movies that you take out to the AFM every year uh, seem to be kind of like a lot more of the visual effects based and stuff like that, and then drama really does well during, in film festivals. So how has the festival run been for you guys so far? Well, one of the things that's great about taking a film to a festival is just getting this that... This is the executive producer. Aha, uh-huh, executive yeah. producer. Where was that voice that's coming true. from? Yeah, so that's... Well, that's kind of how an executive producer is. They just they yeah. speak. Uh, David Journey, by the way. Uh, Hi, David. Good to be here. Uh, one of the reasons I think we wanted the festival run is we, we made a piece that I think in some ways is 
challenging. It's a dramatic piece. It's it's not something that is, you know, that a, the film market is necessarily looking for. It's not something that's designed to go to different markets around the globe. It was a great story that Al wrote, and it was... We lost our lights. We lost our I, lights. There is some weird strobe light going on. It's the slowest yeah. strobe light. Don't lose that train of thought. We're going to finish that train of thought. Yes. Let's see if that fixes it. Listeners, were I being, fixed it. Listeners were being haunted, <laughs> but the ghost is friendly? We think. <laughs> yeah. I'm Ron Brugge. It's just giving us a very confusing message. Who knows eh. Morse code? You it, know what? I'm okay with it. Sand dunes. <laughs> Okie show, show uh, yeah. goes to the desert. But, right. You know, we wanted to go the film festival route as a chance to get it out there, see what people thought, see how they responded to it, um, start to build up a little bit of, you know, publicity for it, get a little bit of feedback and PR on it, to then see, you know, where, what distribution opportunities are available to us. Yeah. The stepping stones. That's really cool. Well, yes. there's also like... Just one of the coolest benefits of doing anything at a film festival is just the networking opportunities. Like just getting to hang out with other really awesome professionals and actors and, and podcasters and podcast and especially yeah, absolutely. Podcasters. I mean, this is uh, like what we're doing here is just kind of this impromptu thing. Well, yeah. it's impromptu to us. You know, <laughs> right. just kind oh, of the festival we, it's impromptu to us it. too. Yes, we've been, yes, we've been discussing this for weeks. <laughs> yeah, but you know how a lot of the bands, musical bands, like in the '70s or '80s, they built themselves up by touring. You right. know, they don't really do that anymore. This is almost like that. Yeah. You know, you get out there and kind of hone your skills and meet people. That's the huge thing. Is this the you know? first festival this has been, like you guys have been to or this movie's been to? Uh, no, it's actually, um, I think it's the ninth. <laughs> oh, dang. Wow. Awesome. Uh, it's the ninth one that we've been to. Um <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, so as I, it's very confusing. <laughs> Math is difficult. Um, and then we also are in Bare Bones uh, coming up. That'll be coming up. And then uh, and one in Los Angeles that we're about to announce as well. Excellent. Mm -hmm. There's also, uh, we just found out there's also one. And uh, oh, shame on me. It's a festival that's been uh, going for 26 years in Canada. Yeah, the Shame on actually, Me Festival. Yes, exactly, the Shame on Me Festival. Uh, it's actually a, a qualifier for the Canadian Screen Awards, which is actually Ooh. their Oscars, or like the BAFTA for the UK. That's awesome. So that's, and, and uh, can we delete this uh, that I don't remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like before we'll, publication. We'll, we'll, plug, yeah. we'll plug it in. We'll do some yeah. ADR. Yeah, let's yeah. do something there. <laughs> that's really, really cool. Thank you for telling us about that festival you totally knew the name of. <laughs> So, what are some of the? I, I, it just makes me think of uh, how South by just got canceled. I was just thinking That's to myself, huge. like you know that one that filmmaker who's just like put his blood, sweat, and tears into his movie, and it finally this is the big break. It's finally into South by. I made five features, and none of them have been accepted to South by except for this one year. What? What? It's canceled. Who coughed? No. <laughs> That would be my luck, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. That's a big one, really. Like, I feel like it's almost flying to the radar that that one got canceled. But no, that's huge. That's how, you know, like everybody's like, you know what? It's a conspiracy. What? South by's canceled? Shit. Like, this is for real, guys. <laughs> this is real. It's hit the fan. <laughs> okay, so what other... We have Lord Finn. What are the other features that... Or, I'm sorry. What are the other projects that you have been doing, Mr. Ben Richardson, that are, that are just showing? 
Um, the other projects besides Lord Finn are What People Are, which was written and directed by Jordan Wilson. Woo! She is in attendance. Jordan Wilson? You want to come up and talk about your movie? You know you do. Just imagine there's awesome music playing. She's, she's, she's coming down from the balcony. She's running. She's sprinting. Wow, she's, she's on a zip line. Wow, an explosion just happened behind her. It's amazing. Hi. Hi, welcome. Welcome, welcome. So tell us about the short. What's it about? So uh, What People Are is a short about um, a woman who uh, meets a homeless man and feels accosted by him. And a uh, very charming gentleman played by Mr. Ben Richardson steps in to save her. And uh, she finds out through certain events that he is not who he initially appears to be. Ooh, kind of a twist on yeah, who to trust, it yeah. sounds like. Mm-hmm. I hope uh, I find out the ending. And then does the homeless guy rescue the girl from Spoilers. the... Spoilers. Oh, <laughs> did I just... I just, you know what? I'm going to help you write your movie. We're going to start from scratch. Yeah, I have notes. I haven't seen it, but I've got notes. But yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I got it. That's awesome. That's really cool. So, okay, so how many days, or how many pages was the script, first of all? We'll start from there. Oh, gosh. Script was eight and a half. Okay. I think the final draft was. We did it in two, two days. Nice. So you guys shot it in two days. Mm-hmm. Where'd you shoot it at? Uh, all downtown Oklahoma City. Nice. Um, we used the old school bagel cafe on Robinson, and then we shot in an alleyway right across the street. Excellent. Did, you get, free, cool. did you get free old school? No. Ah, oh, boo. What? Just kidding. We, we got to have heat on a very cold night. You know so what? Was, you know that what? The that's up there as well. That's up there as well. well that's excellent. Uh, so what was the uh, impetus of this? What was the... Was there an inspiration, or was it just a story you There liked? was. So, so if you haven't seen the film, the, uh, the first scene, the girl, or main character, um, she's in the cafe, and uh, the homeless man is sitting in front of her, talking to himself, drawing, and so he keeps trying to get people to stop and look at his art. Um, and she, that's when her first interaction is with him. Um, the reason I wrote it was I was in a cafe downtown and there was a crazy homeless man sitting in front of me trying to get people to look at his art and he asked me and I didn't give him the time of day and he left and I felt so bad that I went after him and couldn't find him and then I went back in the cafe and sat down and wrote it and and then you wrote a movie yeah wow that's yeah (laughs) and just tried to give him the I wonder how many times a short or a feature has been based on like a a real experience like that of just like oh man I wish this is what would have happened what am I supposed to write about yeah oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) give me a sign (laughs) something to write about (laughs) so here is a question I thought, as we've been doing, I don't know why I felt a need to announce it. Uh, but let's guys, say, buckle up. He's got a question. Let's say uh, this gentleman uh, showed up and saw the movie, or you just saw him again. Do you know what you'd say to him or anything? Have you run that through your head? Or I haven't. That's a really great question, actually. Mm. Thank you. I, I I'll, I'll announce when I'm going to make another one. <laughs> oh gosh, that I mean, first and foremost would be an apology and just. Uh, I'd want to get to know him as a person and just hear, you know, who he is and what he does and look at his art and just treat him like a person. And that's very cool that you took it in a direction of like, 
how you could have improved or, or, or done something better instead of, you know, getting caught up in an ego, like, oh, a crazy homeless man, and that's what it's about, is like uh, the, the, hero, the heroine the trying to avoid the story is that. homeless people are crazy. <laughs> so, so it's not a question, but I think that's very cool that you did it in a yeah. way of, like, self-reflecting in that. I think yeah. that's yeah. really cool. It was, that's it was cool. an atonement. I do want to say, I think I was that homeless man. Ah! <laughs> well, I am Thanks. sorry. <laughs> it was a really good picture. You missed it. I was going to say, I'd say, don't even think about royalties, dude. Yeah. And she brought some of her art right over here. This is all a ruse. Now you can get that tattoo. Yeah, this whole thing was an <laughs> yeah. elaborate intervention. Ha, ha. We knew this would happen. I deserved it. I deserved it. So do we have any fun stories from the set? There's always, and it, it, even if it's uh, Lord Finn, because I forgot to ask about Lord Finn's fun movie experience, too. So this is just general Ben Richardson <laughs> acting question, I guess. Um, I think there's fun stories from each and every set because they're all fun in a different and unique way. Yeah. <laughs> this, message, <laughs> this message was paid in part by... <laughs> Um, now, I think on what people are, I don't know if it was necessarily funny. We were filming in 18-degree uh, weather, and the width wind chill is negative 2 degrees. Um, and then, you know, she's like, okay, so you're going to make out and, like, accost this woman, and it's, like, negative 2. And I'm like, okay. And then also we're going to be shooting a movie, too, later on. <laughs> Um, so we literally couldn't feel anything and you know, she, then she wants us to act and I just am trying to not like, you know, collapse into a fetal position and, you know, like cry. I do have to say it worked out though. So there's a part where he slaps her and you can see in the film, a tear rolls down her cheek and I came up to her after the take and I was like, I didn't tell you to cry. That was so amazing. And she goes, I just can't feel my face. Oh. And I'm really cool. Oh, man. Method directing. <laughs> there was one from Lord Finn I was thinking here, probably one of the many, but uh, we shot one of the storyline threads was a, uh, a hooker and her John in a hotel room. And so we were shooting uh, at an unnamed hotel, but it rhymes with Colcord. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, who was good enough to, but anyway, so we're early wee hours of the morning. There's this huge camera crew coming out. I mean, er, I mean, everybody with all this camera equipment. And then you see the scantily clad attractive woman oh, man. <laughs> with a little bit older guy on the bed when the door opens. And so people kind of thought maybe there was a little bit different type of movie going on. And they kept coming over and were like really <laughs> aggressive. On, and did you guys uh, so what are you doing? Do you have yeah. the standard moniker of mayonnaise commercial? Mayonnaise commercial. <laughs> it's mayonnaise commercial. We're just spreading it on her. It looks like they're about to have sex. Mayonnaise yeah. commercial. Yeah, right. <laughs> Like, what are the you doing? These commercials are getting edgy, okay? <laughs> it must be European. <laughs> yeah. It's what they dip their fries in over there. So it's got to be spicy. Right. Yeah, those commercials are very spicy. <laughs> like a taco bell. Right. You know, uh, this is totally sidebar, but I remember whenever we were shooting, we were shooting this horror movie out in Guthrie. This is my favorite mayonnaise commercial story. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it's, it's like three in the morning. We have a giant hazer, all the lights. It's this, like, condemned house that we've, like, brought back to life so that we can make it a haunted-looking house and stuff. So it's clearly a movie going on. And this, it's Guthrie. So, you know, we have this podunk dude rolls up in his truck, and he is tanked. 
you could yeah, like he is drunk as a skunk and he's driving and he's like what are y'all doing <laughs> and <laughs> and my boom operator at the time he's like mayonnaise commercial and, he, and you could see the drunken wheels turning like he kind of takes it all in he's like mayonnaise commercial well goddamn <laughs> and then another guy hears it and he comes over he's like it's a Halloween themed mayonnaise commercial and he was like well alright then He's like, he bought it! Ha <laughs> He's out. Yeah. Just, just so happy just to get an answer. I mean, yeah. just, you know what? Yeah, all right, mayonnaise. Do you think he's still looking for it? <laughs> I'm sure he's like, no, where's this mayonnaise commercial? He's just, all, he's just scouring YouTube. It's just all mayo, mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> you know that he went home to his buddies and was like, y'all aren't going to believe what I just saw. They were shooting a mayonnaise commercial, and it was the dangest thing I ever seen. So I had my 12 drinks and got in the car like I always do. (laughs) Then I saw the old crack house. You know the one where we do all the meth? Yeah, they completely revamped it. Over there, they were doing a mustard commercial. What's going on in this town? (laughs) Guthrie's just going to heck in a handbasket. Heck in a handbasket. So, so, so back to the shooting of the movie. We like to rabbit trail. I don't know if y'all noticed this. Is that what we call it? It's, yeah, we meander through oh, a conversation. Okay. okay, that's a good word. It's a good word for so, it. So, aside from <laughs> scaring people into making them thinking that you were shooting something other than a mayonnaise commercial, <laughs> what are some other fun set stories that you guys have? From either one. From anyone. <laughs> anybody, anybody. I do love that people who thought you were filming that were just like, oh, how, they're filming that? I gotta go see. <laughs> yeah. let, let me investigate. <laughs> Okay. Clear this right up. It's up to me. Oh, man, man. What else? What else? It's pressure. <laughs> I got to put you on the spot. So the very first day of filming for Lord Finn, um, you know, this guy that looks like he's from, you know, Seattle in 1991, uh, me, um, <laughs> my character, we're sitting there in front of Paseo Plunge, and um, in the script, my character has to yell the word penis. And so the uh, character, quote the character. unquote. I mean, I do too, but come on, <laughs> don't doesn't everyone? <laughs> um, so you know, I'm sitting there and I'm in character, and I just remember, you know, we're on the side of the building, and I yell, "Penis!" And like there was a person walking by, and they just stopped and looked at me, and you know, we had that one moment where it's He's like, like you, you did hear what you just heard. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, you know, just yelling "penis" in public, you know, it's not something I generally do, but. So what is the difference between you, Ben, yelling penis and your character yelling penis? Were there, was it an enunciation difference? Were you, what were inspired you... the calling out of penis? His character spells it right. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> well, ben see, Richardson, the actor, spells it with a Y, you see. That's a sophisticated way. Penis. Well, you see, um, the difference between Ben Richardson and Daniel Finley doing it was, on the day, I did it in the way. And how do I know what to say? Well, because they gave it to me in a script. And so let me give you my method. I've been Richardson, been Richardson, been Richardson. Action! Penis! Cut! Ben Richardson, Ben Richardson, Ben Richardson. And that is acting. You you pretend to be a penis-calling person. Don't sue me, Ricky Gervais. I I feel like we just got to glimpse into the soul of a performer. It was beautiful. The method... Behind the madness. So what's the future look like for, for all of these projects? Like, Ben, you man of many talents. We have musical microphones going on. 
I'm going to hand mine over because I don't want to feel left out. Uh, different product projects, you know, just writing and just uh, doing more of the same, you know, just trying to be authentic and uh, kind of spot illuminating the human condition. Like, say, for some reason, that's tremendously exciting. I don't know why, but yeah, more of that. A few different things in the pipeline, a couple documentaries, a couple scripts, a couple, couple everything. But as far as what people are goes, we're showing in a few more festivals coming up. So just... Keep on trucking on. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, yeah. So where can we find, uh, like for the listeners on here that want to find more stuff about your films, where can they go? My personal Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> no stalkers. Which is... <laughs> I just Nelson. want somebody to Google in my personal Facebook. <laughs> it's bringing me... It'll it's bringing it to my it. Facebook. That's I it. made this movie. <laughs> 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 That's it. No, but uh, my name is Jordan Wilson, and so we post all of our updates on there. Very cool. Yeah. And For the Lord Finn, Finn crowd, uh, we have a website, Lord Finn, L-O-R-D-F-I-N-N. Uh, also, too, we have a Facebook page, and I guess uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter. Lord Finn yeah. Film. Lord Finn Film, yes, correct. I feel like Joe Biden. Was that a Joe Biden moment? Lord, you won't remember. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. I wasn't yeah. standing behind this a woman and saying This is the actor, it. not your father. <laughs> um, my goal is to find ways to work in the actors yelling penis. Yes. And then like acting like it's we in the movie. We need more like, penis-themed <laughs> movies. It's 2020, people. Yes. That's great. So for the listeners, be sure to check out Lord Finn. And remind me of the name of the short that... What people are. What people are. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Um, and Ben, where can we find you? Where can you find me? I'm here and there. <laughs> and it's everywhere. It's a real thing. What's that behind you? Look. Oh, it's been... Yeah, currently I'm at Red Dirt Film Festival. Yeah. I'll be here the rest of the day. Um, but you'll be able to find uh, Fisherman at... The Fisherman's going to be at Bare Bones. And uh, who knows past that what will happen. And then... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess there's, I have a short film in the pipeline. It's going to be in post-production, so that's going to be what's next is a nice. little micro short. And then um, we're going to get um, our 48-hour film that we did last year on the film yeah. festival t- as a respect thing to the cast and the crew, and that's called Marshmallows, and it's kind of a, um, a really physical car ride. Yeah, I remember that one from the 48 last year, and it was really, really cute. Oh, yeah, really Cute's the wrong word. It's a good movie. It's a good short. The, the Do you, would you like to talk about your project? That's why we're here, man. Oh the writer and director of Iapetus is coming down here. You can do it. You can do it. And he's coming. He's pushing the chairs aside like the Hulk. He's everyone aside. It's, it's just chaos. He's like Roberto Benigni at the Oscars. Oh, Lord. Okay. Hi. So what's your name and what's your project? Um, my name's Eric Kurtz. And the, oh, the short is uh, Iapetus. Okay. Yes. He wrote and directed it. Yeah, that's right, I did, yeah. Yeah, and I was also the gaffer on Lord Finn. Ah, very nice. So, and I did cinematography on The Fisherman. So you're a man of many talents, which is Slowly working my way up the chain, trying to. Yeah. So, yeah. so what's the short about? Oh, Lord. Um, it's about Jesus. It's, it's <laughs> about the Lord. Yes. Okay, the basic, basically on the surface, what it's about is an eight-year-old girl and her imaginary friend are spending the night home alone, and they think somebody's breaking into the house. Um, but we find, I mean, I don't know how far do I want to go with that. I mean, as far as you, you want to. 
Um, okay. Don't give out, don't, no spoilers. Well, yeah, that's like this. Like, I, I, leave it to me to predict the ending. Okay, so we have a girl. Okay, okay, no. okay yeah, it's only a 10 minute short. So, it's like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. so after I get past that, it's like. Uh, Isn't that the fun thing about the shorts? Is. Like when, they, when they're asked to write a synopsis, like, you want me to just give you the script? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you might as well, yeah, because it's like only, it's only an eight page script. Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, because then like the twist, is like where you find out who was actually breaking in the house and then you find out why he's breaking in the house and what the real film is actually truly about. Ah. So. And I may or may not be wearing a unicorn onesie. He is, yeah. yeah. Ah. Yes, Vintage in plays the imaginary character and him and the little girl have matching unicorn onesies. Oh my gosh, that's adorable. <laughs> and yes, I did get to keep the onesie. Yes, he did. Nice. Yes, it did get a little blood stain. That's but, how he is. Who's the ladies? Is right. there, but is <laughs> there... Yeah, right. In a, on your wrist, yeah. yes. In a movie um, about being home alone, is there a shot of... No, no. Okay. No. <laughs> For the listeners, just Macaulay Culkin did. Right, just, no. Just, no. Just, just wanted to bust that one out. No, it, it sadly, it, it goes dark. Gotcha, it, so a dark home it's, alone. It's, it's, yeah, it's actually a very... The true subject matter is actually a very dark subject matter. Gotcha. Mm. No more joking about it. About. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what is the, what was the uh, process of making the short from beginning to oh end? My. I'm always curious. Like, for, how much did it cost to make it? First of all, did you do pre-production first. Yeah, I, I, I did do a lot of pre-production. Actually, it only it cost about a little bit under two thousand dollars. Nice. Um, I was working like the, the uh, we shot on the Canon C300 and the Sydney Zenar uh, Snyder Zenar lenses. They were rented for another job, and I just extended the rental yeah. so I could use it for the shorts. That's how you do it. I can work the system. That's that's exactly what I did. So most yeah. of the money, um, you know, uh, went to food. Yeah. And then like a little bit of lights and so forth. But a lot of it actually, I owned most of the lights we used. So I was able to keep the cost down on that. It helps yeah. out a lot. Well, that's and, great too. And you're, I'm guessing you're using some volunteer work to get yeah. crew filled out and all that. Yes. Um, it was interesting because I. We actually were following SAG rules as much as possible because yeah. one of our actors was SAG. Oh, and that's really good. And working with an eight-year-old girl and we're trying to follow SAG rules as much as possible. Yeah. Pumpkin time. It's because you only, she can only be on set for so long. Mm -hmm. She has to have a break, and then she can't work past midnight. Such yeah. a diva. It's pretty much. It's like, but I mean, but what I liked about that though, it really forced us to stay on schedule as much as possible. Right. Um, we did go slightly over on the last day, but it's kind of like. We had no choice. Yeah. And the rental was ending. So I couldn't do an extra you got, day. Yeah, you got to hustle. Yeah. So. Got to work that OT when you have to. But yeah, no, I mean, I think overall, pretty went pretty well, I think. That's awesome. So, <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> so how, long yeah. of a, how long of a process was it from production to post? These, are, these seem like boring questions, but they fascinate me. Because oh. every project is a nice, uh, unique snowflake in a way you're just a boring person i'm a very boring person was it on film stock or digital <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wish we shot on film that'd be amazing um where'd you get it developed <laughs> in my bathtub ah um, with my gin right um, no it's it actually took months yeah. I, went, I went through four editors four editors and like they start working on it and then they just, life happens and they just yeah. drop out and so, that's that's the trick so, with 
like passion projects and stuff because this is a passion project, right? So, yeah, and so yeah. basically what, well, okay, this is what, I, what really happened is I did shrooms. And ah. Then, <laughs> and then I was completely focused after that and like I knocked out like for like 10 days straight, I did a brand new edit and then it was nice. Done. But it took like months before we got to that point. Right. That's awesome. So, <laughs> so the moral of the story is to get a quick turnaround on your edit, do a few shrooms. Yeah. Pre-production, production. Right. Post-production, shrooms, yep. finished project. Boom. I feel like out of all the advice we've, that, that, yeah, we've gotten on this show, I feel like that's yeah. kind of at the top. That, that is the secret sauce yeah. to filmmaking right there. I know what I'm shrooms. doing later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's write a movie, guys. Right now. In fact, I brought... No, I wish. Check under your chairs. Yeah. Yes. Let's get this, that's what that bag is. It's like the, the Walter White Oprah. <laughs> Without the murder. Uh, yeah. Yet. Yes. Yes. yes, that's true. Yeah. So, uh, aside from the shrooms, do you have yes. any, any, any fun... <laughs> Fun onset experiences as you Aside from the shrooms, aside, right. I guess that fun. really does kind it, of it peak at shrooms. It's kind of yeah. Um, what what exactly did you trip about? Describe that to me. Was there a clown involved? No, I actually watched Blade Runner. Oh God! <laughs> and that's how you do it. It's the only way to watch. Blade we, Runner. We, we watched Blade Runner and then Shape of Water back to back. Ah. So yeah. Obviously, this is before the movie Cats was released. So because yeah, everybody that, knows that you watch Shrooms and then watch Cats now. For sure. That's that's right here. Yeah. You watch Shrooms and then eat cats. <laughs> yes. That's a good looking shroom right there. I think I'll look at it. <laughs> Ryan, do you not know how to take drugs? <laughs> you no stick one them up your butt, right? You? Yeah. Oh god. Thanks, Obama. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, that's really cool. So yeah. where can we find more about your short? It's kind of in that limbo where it's just waiting to hear back yeah. from a lot of, of uh, film festivals. This was the second one it's been in, and I'm waiting back on about 20. Yeah. It's and one of how much things. money have we spent on submission fees? Yeah. <laughs> is it, that's the crazy that, thing that about is. festivals, it's... that you don't expect and no one seems to tell you, listeners, listen up. It costs a freaking arm and a leg if you want to submit to festivals, especially if you're trying to get into like South by or something like that, it's like fifty bucks for a short. Well, more if it's a feature. Luckily, I didn't submit this year. So. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Dodged a bullet and the coronavirus. Hey. Right. But yeah, it's you don't realize realize how much uh, time it takes because you want to figure out what is the best festivals, and even then, it's still a crapshoot. Yep. So yeah, and it's just money and time, and it's like a full time job just doing that. I'm actually kind of curious. Cause I'd like to open that up to you guys, too. Like, what is the thought process behind what festivals to submit to? Like, is there any kind of thought behind it, or, or are you just... Because I'll, I'll answer for myself. What's cheapest? <laughs> it's only half true, but yeah. For what I do, it doesn't matter which film I'm involved with, there's infinite research that goes into it. Unfortunately, the research that I do on any given film doesn't translate into another film 
unless it's the same genre in the same year because what I've found helps is you have to find whatever that niche is. So if you have a horror film, you find your ones that have maybe a particular flair for horror films. And in Lord Finn's case, you know, mental illness, Native American, maybe LGBTQ, or you know, something that the, the film deals with to go, wow, maybe this is something they might want to include into their program. Um, with The Fisherman, it deals with um, Mexican and U.S. culture and building that bridge. So it was, we got to show in Oaxaca, as did Iapetus, um, Eric's film. Thank you. Uh, I didn't get to go because I had a kidney stone that day. <laughs> the universe said, no. <laughs> no Ow. Mexico for you. Ouch. Um, but we thought, hey, and it's actually didn't, done really well in Texas as well. The Fisherman has. It's been to Austin. It's been to Houston World Fest, Fort Worth. And so it's kind of like just finding wherever that niche can be for that particular film and going, is that investment worth it? And then to caveat on that, what I've learned through experience is almost never, unless you know somebody, uh, submit for a late submission, only yeah. early and regular because they probably already, you know, program some of those spots. Right. Yeah. And how do you guys feel about... Um like whenever you're producing your films from the very get-go, like the length of your short film, because I've noticed that just in talking to different programmers with different film festivals, the length, the longer it gets, the less likely you are <laughs> to get accepted because, and this is an interesting perspective that I, I learned, was the longer you make your short, the, the more time you're pulling away from other filmmakers. So how does, how does that thought process kind of go through y'all whenever you're producing? Well, we had, had quite a bit of experience with this, with assisted living. Assisted living that has been and David Lee Anderson in it that's playing here at Red Dirt and some other festivals coming up. It's 21 and a half minutes long, so it is a longer short. And I've had some experience with some longer shorts and some, you know, more of the 10 minute, like the 10 minute ones, they get into festivals a lot easier than does a 21 minute long. And I've had lots of discussion with festival directors and it's just, you know, your 21 or 20 minute short, you know, I could play two or three in that time span rather than yours. So if you're making a longer one, you've got to make sure the story really supports it, that it needs that long to tell that it's good enough. Because if it's not, you don't really have much chance there. Because you're not just right. having to beat out, you know, not that we're beating out each other in this, but, you know, you're taking the place. <laughs> it's, it's all completely competition, okay? It's taking the place of three other films. Right. That, you know, three other spots that could be up for films. And so we worked really hard with Assisted Living to try to get it under 20. We had a cut that was 17, 18. Just, it wasn't as good. So we yeah. went back and went with the longer cut, and I'm happy with it and it's doing okay so far yeah and whenever you're do whenever you're searching for film festivals do you kind of kind of keep that in mind of the selection i guess yeah i mean absolutely and i think one of the things you know ben obviously was talking about was important you just look for festivals that are fits and you look in the past and say okay do they play some of the longer shorts i mean take your time with that if you look at a festival and they haven't played anything over 15, despite the fact that they say they accept 30 and under, eh, they accept it, but your chances are not real good. Right, yeah. And otherwise, you'll be throwing money away. <laughs> That's another thing I kind of learned the hard way, is uh, like you, when you submit to film festivals, and you don't necessarily do your research, because 
we post our original sketches, which are essentially short films, on YouTube. Well, we didn't realize, going out the gate, that if you release something on YouTube, those festivals, they don't like that. They like those world premieres. So what we have uh, learned is that when we make stuff for YouTube, you know, we'll be, we'll be thankful if we can get into a film festival, but it's not the intention. So... Do you guys have any advice for the listeners out there? You know, we have a, a lot of young filmmakers that listen to the show to get advice. What do you have to give? This is Al again. My advice is if you have a passion to do it, just do it. And everyone uh, out there wants to do storytelling, especially on film. There's a lot of sexiness to the thought of it, but hardly anyone wants to actually do it and put in the work and do it. And just just work on it every day. You know, that's my advice. Yeah, that's really good. Progress. You know, you uh, start to caveat off Phil said. I think that that's a great point. You have to do it. Uh, talk is, is wonderful. But, you know, I, Brady Foster, who you may or may not know, he's an editor, an amazing DP, an amazing editor, Emmy Award winner. Um, he, he and I had a conversation once, and he said, don't talk about writing a script. We were talking specifically about writing scripts. Don't talk about writing a script, you know. Write the script and then say, look what I did. This mm -hmm. is done. Now I have something to show for it. And it's the same way. Don't talk about, I'm going to make this film. I'm going to make this short film. I'm going to make this feature. Do it, you know. Even if that is getting it on a little Canon a DSLR and it doesn't look super great, get it out there. Find out what that process looks like so that you can figure out what that process is and keep learning and then your next project get a little better and a little better and a little better because Spielberg didn't start where he is. Tom Hanks didn't start where he is. They had to work up and learn and progress and now they're masters of their craft. One thing I would add kind of off of Ben's is don't get discouraged after your first one. Um, cause you're going to make something that's going to look gonna really shitty. it's going to be terrible shitty. usually. <laughs> Sorry, can I say that on yeah. <laughs> You're going to make something that does not look good and yeah. it's going to be your friends that aren't actors acting in it and it's just going to be awful and you're never going to want to do it again, yeah. but you should and just do it better and learn from all of those mistakes. Definitely. She usually will. That's the funny thing. Like, I, I think it's, uh, I've noticed that, um, you know, sometimes you'll have young people that, like, kind of jump into it, like, I'm going to make a movie, and it's going to be amazing, it's going to be perfect, and everyone's going to be amazed. And then they make it, and they're like, oh, my God. I cannot tell you how many student films I've worked on that you show up on set at call time and the director's like, so um, I'm finishing the script right now oh, and no. uh, lunch will be here in 14 hours. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and by the way, you're directing now because I quit. I quit my own movie. And for some reason there's a prop gun that's loaded. Yeah. And it's not a prop. Oh, that's, oh, those are real. Oh, the firing pin's in. Oh, now someone's dead. I guess that's a wrap. That may or may not have happened. <laughs> that may or may not have happened once. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, guys, thank you so much for, for your insight and your wisdom. I think we have enough time to... What we like to do at the end of every one of these podcast episodes is we like to play a little bit of improv. So, uh, Ben, you're welcome to join us or you're, you're welcome to watch and laugh at us because 
you're definitely going to be laughing at us and not with us. A lot of at. Yeah. yeah. Because we're also kind of going into this stone cold. So. Yeah. No warm up or anything. Yeah. Hi, Allie. So uh, let me steal that mic from you. We're going to hand this over to Allie here. Yeah, I think you want to you wanna do a warm up? You wanna, ben, you want to join up. us for a little improv warm up here? Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Allie, what do you think? Oh. <laughs> Let me put you on the spot. This may be painful for we everyone, could. but we're going to have fun. Yeah. Just just so this know. is just for us. So I say we start off with a mind meld. What do you think? Yeah. Let's do, do it. a mind yeah, meld. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. mind meld, the way that this works, uh, this is just a warm up just to kind of get our synapses flowing because my brain is dead right now mm-hmm. because throughout the, the course of this uh, podcast episode, I have come down with the coronavirus. So oh, yeah. No. yeah, I'm in deep. It's so, spreading. It's spreading. Well, we're all going to get it now. Yeah. Fine. We'll get it. Just do this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. The way that this works is basically, you may have actually played this game. The goal is for us to say two completely different words, and then we're going to find the common denominator between those two words. And eventually, we're both going to be saying the same word at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right? So, for example, we're just, we're just going to start. All right? Here we go. Three, Three two, two, one. Banana. Garden. Ooh, banana and garden. So what's the common denominator between banana and garden? So we're going to go around the circle here. All right, ready? Mm -hmm. Three, two, two, one. Fruit. Fruit farmer. Fruit farmer. Okay. Okay. Okay, so a common denominator between fruit and farmer now. Three, Three, two, two, one. one. Grocery. Grocery. Flies I, and I, grocery. Yeah. I, heard, I heard fries, fries and I was like, grocery. That's cool. So, yeah. That's a great link. <laughs> Fri- fries and grocery. Yeah. Okay, so flies and grocery. Combinator between the two. Okay, here we go. I got this. Three, Three two, one. Walmart. Winco. Oh! That was close. Walmart, Walmart and what? Winco? Winco? Okay. All right, okay. here we go. Yeah. 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 Three, two, one. Store. Crest. Biscuits. Bro. Store and crest. Bro. Okay. All right. Got this. All right. Sure. Stores. <laughs> Three, <laughs> two, one. Sprouts. That was not even. Sprout Dollar Tree. <laughs> okay. Sprouts and do- Now we're just naming we're stores. Places. <laughs> this could take a while. <laughs> Sprouts and Dollar Tree. Okay. okay. Three, Three, two, two one. one. Whole, Whole Foods. It counts. <laughs> it counts. Whole Foods and Whole Foods. That was totally natural. It was perfect. That's how wow. it's done. That's wow. how we Improv. play that game. Yeah. Lawless. Uh, let's see. Okay, so a second real basic warm-up. Uh, Three-line scene? Do you think we could pull that off? Sure. Then, you, yeah, yeah. then I mean, you can set this one out. This is when it's getting serious. It's three lines. Three lines scene. Okay, so I'm not good at this. Allie's fantastic. She's basically Second City style. Okay. <laughs> like Build her up bar. more. Good and high. <laughs> Why aren't you on SNL? Yeah. Okay, so three line scene is basically the way it sounds. We're going to play out a scene in three lines. So I'm going to start, and then she says something, and then I say something back, and then we'll go back and forth, and then we'll go back and forth. Cool? And then we'll go back and forth. Yeah. Do we say the same? Th- I don't even know how to play this game. Do we? Oh, say you this? haven't played this. I've never oh, played no. this game. Totally different scenes. You okay. Just whatever. But it's so. the same line in different scenes. Nope. Just be whatever. So gotcha. So we'll, just we'll one line. On. Okay. Um, what's a relationship between two people? Brother sister. Brother sister. Okay. So uh, brother sister scene. Uh, in three, two, 
One. Hello, sister. Get out of my bedroom and put down that sock. Uh, brother, um, I like your socks on my feet, and I'm not leaving this bedroom because mom put me here. Brother. Well, that's inconvenient because that sock is not for my feet. I know. And scene. <laughs> yes. That took a weird turn. Improv. Yeah, improv. Yes, and. Uh-huh. <laughs> Always does. At Always least, does. at least half of these end up with some form of like masturbation talk, <laughs> something like that. Something to do with something. Yeah. Give yeah. us a five-star review uh, on mm-hmm, iTunes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so three-line scene. Uh, let's get a, an occupation for these two. Occupation. Occupation. Veterinarian. Okay. Yeah, so you, you start. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. Um. Okay. So I know my cat said, um, you can't feed it, um, Oreos on a Tuesday, but like they. Snuffy really likes them, okay? And you're my vet, and yeah. Well, first off, if your cat said that to you, that's the bigger medical question, I think. Well, I mean, we talk every day, so. He also said I'm I'm supposed to kill you. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) And see. (laughs) Cliffhanger! You never know what happened. No, what's going to happen at this veterinary office? Okay. Uh, Murder. murder. It murder. always comes down to murder. That's the other half. It's either murder yeah. and socks. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what's a, what's a household object? A lamp. So Nick is going to start the scene. I'll respond, and then you close out the scene. Hey, Brian, does your lamp usually float in the air like this? Uh, well, you know, it's one of those new drone lamps. Uh, It's super loud, but by golly, it gets the light all over the room. Okay, just the teeth are a weird touch. (laughs) And and see, we didn't say they always have to make sense. We didn't even say they have to be good. (laughs) That's the big qualifier here. It's more fun to do three-line scenes by yourself. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) which is mostly just how I go about my day. Three lines to myself. So I'm trying to think. We can. Do you guys want to play out a scene and then Ben? Would you like to be a walk on onto that scene? Do you know what a walk on is? Yeah, you've done improv, haven't you? You know what acting (laughs) is. Good. Good thing you put the mic there for the nod. (laughs) 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 Nod, yes or no. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. So um, here's my thought. I'm thinking we're, we're, we're improvising this as we go. Okay, this is how far we're taking this. Wow. So, okay, what I'm thinking, we can do a little cloverleaf for some suggestions, for some inspiration, then just dive into it. Nick, you know what a cloverleaf is? Yes. Okay. It's we're also training Nick, by yeah. the way. If there's four of them, it's lucky. Right. Okay, so, all right. Um, so, filmmaking. Video. Ooh. Camera. Hmm. Flash. Photography. <laughs> Gordon. Comic books. Uh, DC. Marvel. Wolverine. Sharp fingers. <laughs> Pointy. Pencil? School. Class. 
Filmmaking. Filmmaking. Let's do. Let's do one more. Okay. Ali, why don't you start? Hotel. <laughs> Motel. You stole my thunder. <laughs> Hooker. Prostitute. Uh, Friday. <laughs> now we know what Alia does on her Fridays. I feel like that's just a really good day for that. I don't now know. Now I feel weird for having my Tuesday night hookers. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Uh, Friday. Uh, weekend. Um, TGIF. Chilies. Uh, chips and dip. Vegas. <laughs> hookers. <laughs> Hotel. Yay! <laughs> All right. Um, okay, we cut to uh, a motel where an aspiring filmmaker is trying out uh, his vision for the first time. It's his first time making a movie. Okay, so, all right, now you two, you're, you're going to be on the bed, right? Okay. Okay. And this is, this is the dramatic part of this movie, okay? Okay. Okay. Now, do you have any questions for me? Um, I, I have one question. Go ahead, Dollface. Um, well, two questions. Um, when we're on the bed, and in, in, in the script you said we do not have to be nude, but here we are. <laughs> and, um, I, my question is, um, do we have to be? <laughs> my second question is, um, why? Listen, this is the moment where he spills out the truth to you. Okay? okay? So I think it's just really important that we all feel vulnerable and exposed. Look at me. I'm naked. Look at the boom operator. He's naked too. I was going yeah. to bring that up. I don't yeah. know if that's part of your vision or not, but I'm just kind of more concerned with the craft service. It's just kind of a bunch of Slim Jims and they're all half eaten. Yeah. And like, Listen. all the blinds are open. Uh, look, because if I'm going to be, you know, I've been working on this rock hard bod and if I'm going to be popping this shirt off, I need to let people know I've been getting gains and getting protein in. And I can't be doing that with all these half-eaten Slim Jims. Now listen, this is, this is a passion project, right? You're here because you're passionate about the project, okay? Now I can't bring in a million amazing things to our craft services, and it just happens to be we got half-eaten sausages today, all just, right? That's all the best well, I could yeah. do. Not a million things, just a Twinkie. I'm, I'm good with crackers, honestly. Twinkie, crackers, we got half-eaten sausages, now deal with it. Get on the bed. Uh, um, another question yeah. here. Just okay, throwing it out there. Answer, so yes. when's lunch? It's midnight and we've been here since. Listen, call was at 9 p.m. Therefore, lunch, obviously, according to union rules, is 9 a.m. It was 9 p.m. yesterday. Yeah, we've been here for two weeks. And like, it's just... It's I didn't say what day 9 a.m., just 9 a.m. Oh. Eventually, it's going to show up. These tricky producers and their I contracts. Know, I know. Just Listen, I told you this was a non-union project. This is what this is what you should expect. I didn't have a lot of expectations, but food was at least one of them. Listen, this is when you both are showing your hot bods, and I'm just I'm trying to I'm help me help you. Did okay, you say hot bods or hard parts? I I I said what I said. Open okay. to interpretation. Yeah. I like that. I like that. So, okay, so. Now, quick, uh, this, this uh, another uh, question. For the love of God. Another question. Yes. Another question. I have one too, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, do you want to no, no, ask no. it at the same time? You could ask it at the same time. Okay. Okay. 
Where's the mattress? That was that was impressive. What, what we're, that was we're, just yeah. then. We've been filming this for six months. We're already in sync. Mm-hmm. Like we're. I can see that. Everything. Yeah. Okay. Now, I, now you read the script. This is a period piece. Okay. I, this I is pre-mattress no. time. I read the white copy. Yes. What are we on? We're like, on. Fuchsia? We're on beige. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now everybody knows that in the Cold War nobody had mattresses. It was pre-mattress era. I, the Cold War wasn't invented until we went to the moon. And by the Cold War, I mean the mattress. Uh, uh, I'm gonna let that go. Okay. I'm just gonna, gonna let, let that, that go. One go. Yeah. Okay. You know what? We yeah, don't we'll need. Let a, that we don't go. need a mattress. I don't no, think. I, can I? Can I? Hey. Can We're gonna like, sidebar for a second. Sidebar yeah. over right, here. Okay. You know, just taking five. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Ah, <gasps> something's wrong with him. Yep. Something very. I think we're locked in. I don't think we can get out of this. Have you tried that? Yeah, I've definitely thing. tried that. It's sticky. It's very sticky. Oh, oh, I don't even want to I try it. Open. I don't even think it's locked. It's just know. sticky. Yeah, I don't really want it. Like, yeah. So the window's open. So here's what I'm thinking. He's going to get behind the camera, mm-hmm. set up the shot, mm-hmm. and then when he calls action, we just jump out the window. How do you feel about that? I mean, it is 10 stories, but I need to get out of here. I'm feeling lucky. I'm taking I my mean, chances. I will take death over this right now. Hey, guys, guys, guys. Okay, listen. I just yes. got off the phone with the executive producer, and uh, apparently we... Uh, uh, we lost our funding, so this is going to be a volunteer project from now on. Oh, uh, so that answers yeah. my question about pay. Yeah. Yes, yes. So I'm sorry, but those checks are not going to come in, uh, like ever. But oh. but good. So, but listen, this is going to be great exposure for you. I know we're naked. Yeah, I already yeah. feel really exposed. I'm saying, <laughs> see what I've already crossed that bridge. You're already going to be super exposed. Okay. I'm going to have an IMDb page for this movie. Oh, maybe don't put my name on there. Uh, put mine, but in caps. In all caps? In all caps. Perfect. Blur out my face, actually, if you don't mind. Right. Okay, so here's the thing. Now, obviously, we need to break for a second because I've got to talk to the executive producer. Again? A- again. The other one? But I-, I want to talk to him in person because I'm afraid that maybe something slipped through the cracks, you know, like our funding. Because I just bought a Lamborghini and I don't, I don't Speaking know Speaking of where... cracks, other question. Yes. Where are my drugs? Okay, so that's the other thing that I'm going to go check out because I am jonesing like a crazy person right now as well. I'm with you, baby. Okay. Really? What? It's <laughs> <And> seen. <laughs> yeah. Right, yay. Thank you for enduring that. <laughs> well, thank you for enduring that with us. <laughs> we, the audience gave us a standing ovation. They weren't clapping, yes. though. It was just more of a stand-up, and they were and, walking and out. They're, yeah. they're jumping leaving. out of they're the windows. Jumping leaving. out of the windows. And, okay, and, okay. Well, the, I feel like this was a 10 out of 10, as far as a show goes. Mm-hmm. So I'm still, I feel like I'm still in that, like, that, that guy. On a scale of one to Day Lewis? On a scale of day one Lewis. to Day Lewis. <laughs> it's a Lincoln. So if you liked what you heard and you would like to be a part of it yourselves, we have a Patreon account that you can go to and become a patron. We have all sorts of prizes and fun stuff for you. Behind the scenes of our interviews that we talk to, uh, behind the scenes of our sketches that we do, we've got some pretty exciting interviews coming up with Lucas Ross Mm -hmm. from everywhere. From everywhere. From Earth. Uh, We have uh, Tate Masovsky from the Oklahoma Film Music Office who's going to be on, I think, next week. I'll have to check. I'm such a reliable scheduler. <laughs> I, I know. Like, trying to schedule something with Brian in real life really is kind of like with the Okie Show Show thing of just like, yeah, next Monday at 7. Some, at some point. <laughs> yeah. It'll I had written down. It'll come out. Yeah. 
But thank you guys so much for coming and thank enjoying. You. Thank you all. We really enjoyed thank you. you. Check us out at okishowshow.com, and we will see you guys later. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.